Hi, this is Dave Durer, and today we're taking a look at Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over ninety-nine others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and say, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. You know, I remember a time when my wife Gail and I were traveling in California on vacation. And we stopped at a fast food restaurant for a quick dinner and then continued to our final destination that evening. After driving roughly 10 miles after leaving the restaurant, Gail realized that she probably left her purse at that restaurant. Well, panic quickly set in because the purse contained cash and credit cards and other important stuff that we needed on vacation. We turned around as soon as we were able and raced back to the restaurant. As Gail hurried into the restaurant, she spotted one of the employees walking across the interior of the restaurant toward the counter area, carrying her purse. Well, the celebration began and, and continued, of course, for the rest of the evening for both of us. Something of value was lost, but then was found. It was recovered, and a spontaneous, long-lasting celebration broke out. Perhaps you have had a similar experience of losing something of value and then finding it and then celebrating its recovery. You may even recall the relief you felt that made the celebration that much sweeter. Well, these few verses give us an incredible insight into who Jesus is and what he is all about. He's a seeker. He's desiring all to come to him and enjoy a life that many times over exceeds anything we have here on earth apart from him. But also, he's a celebrator. He loves to celebrate. Jesus' actions on earth corresponded exactly to God's love in the heavenly realm. His celebration, resulting from the loss being found, tells us that all of heaven celebrates when we turn toward him and cross the line of faith by surrendering our life to his leadership. It's part of his kingdom coming to earth as it is in heaven. 
Jesus told the religious leaders and teachers these two stories because they were complaining and grumbling about who Jesus was regularly hanging out with, namely the tax collectors and the notorious sinners. As we read the story of Jesus in the book of Luke, we know that Jesus' teaching was attracting the religious and the irreligious, but for different reasons. The religious leaders were there because they were concerned and angry about the way Jesus was really flipping everything upside down with his kingdom teaching, his power to heal sickness and disease, to quiet the storms, to cast out demons. Uh, all of this was threatening them, and they were losing control of their little world. The irreligious were attracted to Jesus because he was not loading them up with rules, but rather showing them a new way, a better way of life, a way of love and acceptance, yet calling them up to a life that offered them hope. The focus, really, of these two parables is this. Something of value was lost, and then it was found. And when that thing of value was found, a great celebration followed. The celebration would be a very natural occurrence. Now Jesus' point was that when any person turns to him and surrenders his or her life to his leadership, a huge party breaks out in heaven. And that celebration begins because of what was lost is now found. The celebration is normal, it's natural, it's spontaneous. Perhaps you've been listening to these two stories called parables and you're feeling lost, like the lost sheep or that lost coin. Or maybe your experience has been one of wandering, searching for something, yet not really knowing what that something even looks like. Maybe you were walking closely with Jesus for a while, and then for some reason, you just started drifting further and further away from him. Some of you may currently be re reaching out to a friend or family member who is wandering, just as Jesus has reached out to you in the past. No matter where you are and what you are experiencing, Jesus loves you and cares about you. He desires that all be found. And when that happens, count on it. A celebration takes place simultaneously on heaven, in heaven, and on earth. Well, author and pastor Dave Ferguson recently wrote a book entitled The Five Awakenings. It was written to help people find their way to God or back to God. He talks of the five awakenings that seem to be common to people who have come to faith for the very first time or, once again, have returned to faith. Perhaps you can identify with one or more of these awakenings and relate it to this whole teaching. The first awakening is the awakening to longing. It's a longing and a feeling that there's got to be more a longing for love and purpose and meaning in life, the quest to satisfy these basic longings can 
more times than not, send us at least on a journey to find it. And that leads to the awakening to regret. That's a raw feeling where we often say, I wish I could start over. Ferguson says that many people often repeat these first two steps over and over again and calls it the sorry cycle. It comes down to us pursuing God-given longings, but outside of a relationship with God, which just leads back into the cycle again. And then there's the awakening to help. After unsuccessfully trying to figure things out on our own, we come to the end of ourselves. We hit bottom. We realize we need help. That help is Jesus. And that realization leads us to the awakening to love. Jesus is the one who leads us back to God. His grace and forgiveness washes over us, helps us to realize that God is crazy about us and loves us deeply. At that same time, we still deal with thoughts of shame and guilt that follow us as we struggle to believe that God loves us just as we are. And this leads to the final awakening. It's the awakening to life. Through following Jesus and being with him, we can learn how to be like him and do what he does. Another word for this is transformation, and this is living to the max. Maybe you have been able to identify where you are in one of these five awakenings. And maybe God is speaking to you right now regarding this. I encourage you to listen to what he's asking you to do and then take a step toward doing it. Maybe you would like to talk to someone about this or have a desire to process this. Maybe you have a friend who you can process this with. But I encourage you to process it and think it through. Jesus is reaching out to you, no matter where you are, and he desires to celebrate over you as you reach out to him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving and caring so much for each of us. So much so that you humbled yourself. You became like us in human form so that we could have the opportunity and joy to become like you. Father, you know exactly where we are in our relationship with you, where encouragement for a next step is needed. Holy Spirit, encourage. Where understanding of your grace and forgiveness is needed, Jesus, remove guilt and shame and replace that with hope. And Father, may each of us experience your incredible love and presence in our life every day. And may that love and your grace continually overflow from our lives and unto others as our lives intersect with those around us at work, in our neighborhoods, and in our homes. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day.